This episode is brought to you by... We would get something stupid, like some type of medication that we have to be like, yeah, I have, I have chronic this. I have chronic stupidity. Oh, there's but no turns cure. Out, turns out there's no cure for that, yeah. It's inoperable. <laughs> okay. You're stretching out of the way? Oh. I just took a big drink of coffee. Out of my 2M football mug, by the way, which I would have shown you if we were on video. Uh, you know what's funny? Do I, I have coffee in my two on football mug. <laughs> no way. So suck it. As, as someone once said on this very podcast, clinkies. <laughs> it must have been some genius. Sounds like a funny guy. <laughs> Definitely not someone taking stupid pills. <laughs> two best um friends. No, wait. Keep your shirt on. It's just a typo. Stop. You are freaking ridiculous. Who think they know football? The Chiefs, or the Colt, or, wow, the Chargers. There we go. Stop thinking, just read. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Mike White is now on my fantasy roster and maybe starting over Russell Wilson. I spent $25 to get Jacoby Brissett. Because here, it's real football by real fans. Like a disturbance in the force. As a Cliff Kingsbury suddenly cried out in a silence. The 2M football show starts now. Oh, man. I All right, everybody. I'm mad about the fact that I had to spend $25 on Jacoby Percent. <laughs> you didn't have to. You chose to. <laughs> well, you know, I, I never realized, and so many people I've talked to never understand, like, how desperate it gets though when you're in a two qb league and everybody's gone on the initial draft so if anybody gets hurt oh it's like a mad scramble it's a wasteland out there uh and uh just placing bids in general you know i always talk myself into higher and higher bids because i'm like oh no that team needs a running that team needs a quarterback too i bet (laughs) just one more dollar one more dollar and then I mean, yeah, that's how you end up spending 25 on Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, usually I'm the one that has, I feel like I'm the one that makes some of the least amount of trades and stuff throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I usually have money to spare, but then you get in these awkward positions where you're like, I have to spend money because I need this position filled. And then you're like, well, that was a waste of money. It doesn't carry over to next season. I'm, I'm on the other side of the spectrum where my fab budget is completely gone by like week six. <laughs> But anyway, welcome, welcome into the 2M Football Show. We're back. We're back. Mike and Matt here. Hope you enjoyed our new intro, um, courtesy of ourselves, I guess, saying all the... Alphabetically, my name would be first, but that's fine. Okay, but who put the audio clips together, Matt? (laughs) Mike. (laughs) But uh, yeah, thanks to us for saying all those ridiculous things last season. The, that Cliff Kingsbury thing cracks me up, cracks me up every single time. The disturbance in the force. Did somebody kill him? Sometimes. I'm not saying nothing. Sometimes, Matt. Sometimes you just you just find the you string the right words together one after another, and just you know something great happens. You know I don't do much for the show, but I do try to make sure that I. I, I pay attention to what we're talking about so that, you know, those those golden clips that we can use each season for the audio intro. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's my contribution is just the words. As I go through it, uh, there's, there's always and I write down, you know, 
I just go through it mostly episode by episode and write down stuff that I, that could be funny. And, and yeah, it's, uh, there's an abundance coming from you and, and fewer to pick from for myself, but there's uh, yeah, found enough good ones to make that. So hope you enjoyed that. I, I enjoy it every time. Um, and if you don't know who we are, how did you Whoa, get, you are in for a treat, my friends, you are in for a treat. Uh, however, you got this podcast into your feed, um, because, uh, Yes, this is our first episode of our fourth season of the podcast, which is really hard to believe. Uh, so we'll do a quick uh, reintroduction of ourselves. And then since this is our first show, we're going to take it easy. I don't have too many pages of notes. We're just going to talk through, in general, some of the um, biggest things that happened this offseason, taking like the thousand foot view and uh Preview the preseason, I guess, a little bit. Training camps are open as of today. We're recording this on Wednesday, July 26th. And Apparently, there's like no running backs in training camp, but that's fine. I was, yeah, we were supposed to be on video. Technical difficulties didn't allow that, but my plan was to wear my Le'Veon Bell jersey today. I mean, that's going to be a gimmick this season. Every time we're on video, I'll have a different jersey on, and I wanted to show my support for running backs as a group. But uh, so just imagine that if you can, me and my Le'Veon Bell jersey. I, and, I uh, have comments, but we're going to proceed away from that. <laughs> like I said in the intro, we keep our shirts on on this podcast, <laughs> or at least I do. Anyway, why don't we? Who are you? Why don't you <laughs> yep, yep. There we go. <laughs> we'll leave that awkward silence in there for you. I don't you to think about what just happened. Why don't you help me, Matt, to start introducing us and, and what we do here? What I don't. Do you think I know what we do here? Jeez. Read the notes. Just read the notes. <laughs> no, I read them to find your mistakes. <laughs> and to do that, don't you have to read them? So just read it out loud, and we'll we'll point out any typos as we go. <laughs> Two best. Uh. Oh, not that part. My bad. No, that is part of the okay, whatever. You're ruining it. <laughs> so this uh so each week we feature different sessions. So like Mike said, we're gonna take this week kind of light, kind of get back in a groove, and then then we hit the uh the hardcore data. Uh the sheet that I still haven't filled out, which is fine. We won't tell Mike, it'll be our secret fans and I because Mike can't <laughs> hear us right now, clearly. No way he can know. But uh we're going to start by breaking down the team. So we're going to go kind of a recap of how their 2022 season went, any major offseason changes, and what they kind of feel like they're going to be for this season. You know, are the Denver Broncos going to turn it around with Russell Wilson? What's New Orleans going to be like under Derek Carr? Like, these are the types of things we want to kind of take a peek at. Um, probably the biggest crapshoot that I really enjoy because this is like anybody's game is the season predictions, you know, so MVP oh, yeah. player awards, divisional oh. winners, which I think we enjoy the, the picking the division. I love that. That's always one of my favorite episodes of the, of the season, I guess, of the whole Especially year. Especially when it comes to the South division, because Mike and I typically tend to argue between the Colts <laughs> and, the Titan. and the Titans. Spoiler alert, neither of those will be my pick to win it this year. So uh, that's always fun for us. And then uh, the playoff sleepers, which is always fun because last year, I think, I don't know how I pulled that one off. 
They well, did make it. <laughs> you didn't pull it off, but you, the, your Lions almost did. Are you kidding? After, like, in, after a one picking six, the Lions at the beginning, like, as yeah. close as they could have gotten. After a one and six start or whatever they were to come all the way back to finish eight and nine or nine and eight, whatever, just barely, barely missing the postseason. I'm going to call that a win because everybody wrote them off early. And I don't know what they did there, but the culture of that. But basically, we pick a team from each division who missed the playoffs, and we think we're going to have a shot at potentially, you know, going this year. So that's always a fun part of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's most of what we'll do in the off season. We've still got about, well, just over a month now until the regular season kicks off. So that's what we'll be doing for the next, you know, four or five weeks or so once we get into the season. And, of course, we'll get into weekly um, recaps of the of each week of NFL action game we do uh predictions as well of the next week's games and uh, also in those episodes we'll update each week on our playoff sleepers see how they're doing i think our first year we got zero out of four between the two of us uh, we each picked two teams season two we got two out of four last year we got one out of four so we'll see how we do um this year and we'll announce those on that season prediction show like you like you mentioned uh we also talk fantasy football the as I like to joke, the main reason I even wanted to start a podcast was to uh, have an outlet for my fantasy football frustrations. I was going to say, at least you, Matt, have to listen to me, but also has, has been established that you don't listen to me even when I'm talking. And we know for sure you don't listen back after the episode. <laughs> so. I, and we've been over this. I don't have to listen back because I have lived it. <laughs> And then so up But the- I do have to listen back because when we're not having a computer that decides it needs to update every piece of software <laughs> in its existence, this will be these will be uploaded on YouTube. So guess yeah. what? I do have to at least listen to part of it. <laughs> nice. This year you'll have to. It'll be the first time you'll get a taste of what uh, what it actually sounds like. <laughs> oh. And then a fun thing we've been doing the last few years are karaoke bets whenever we have a major disagreement on the show or you know of course when we're going head-to-head in fantasy or sleeper teams we'll do a karaoke bet in which the loser has to come on and sing karaoke on the next podcast so one that i put on our on instagram recently was uh, this was two years ago but it's topical now is when i lo- i forget what happened probably i lost you in fantasy because i'm always terrible but the bet was i had to sing barbie girl i know if- how relevant was that now it is yeah so i posted a clip of that on our instagram last week um Fun stuff there in the karaoke bets. Let's keep that going. And I guess that's it in a nutshell. We, we've been, um, like you said, best uh, friends, question mark. Uh, well, going let's on. just put it down. We haven't killed each other, which I feel like is progress. Going it's on, been close. Yeah. 15 years or whatever. Um, don't, don't ever bring a number into it, dude. <laughs> I know. Which uh, puts us both. That's almost uh, half our lives. Is that not insane? It is. Like when, it, you, it, when we heard it, our parents and grandparents been like, yeah, me and Ted have been friends for 40 years. It's like, <laughs> how is that even possible? And yet here we are. Here we are getting old. Um, yeah. So now that that's all out of the way, let's uh, let's get into our main t- and a really only topic of today's show. And that is off-season news what has happened since patrick mahomes and the chiefs hoisted the lombardi trophy a few months ago back in february and first let's talk about the new 
and some old faces in new places in terms of the um, NFL head coaches. We have six or five, five new head coaches, uh, five teams with a new head coach that is coming into this season, starting with the Houston Texans, who fired their coach, Lovey Smith. They didn't even wait till Monday after the game. They they fired him like an hour after the game, their week 18 win uh, that lost them the number one pick in the draft. And to replace you know, him. The more I read back on that or look at that phrasing, like it felt like he did it on purpose. Like if he knew he was gone. Well, right. Especially because if you remember how, because the way they won was even crazier is they, they scored a late touchdown and went for a two point conversion. And that's what got them to win. Like, it's like he knew he was gone. and He's just like, all right, well, if I'm going, I'm taking the number one pick with me. And giving it back to his true love, the Chicago Bears. So <laughs> I wonder if that played a part in him getting fired moments after the game. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, filling his shoes will be D'Amico Ryans, who has been the 49ers defensive coordinator the last several years. Of course, former player for Houston. and. Um, the Eagles. Next up is the Colts, also in that same division. Uh, they gave Frank Reich the boot during the season, brought in their former center, Jeff Saturday, as interim. And uh, it was touch and go for a while, but they wisely did not offer him the permanent job. I mean, part of me would have really enjoyed to see how that would have played out because that was a train wreck to behold. It was insane. Yeah, he was. it was terrible. I believe they won their first game with him in charge, which was just like two days after he called their opponent, the Raiders, terrible on a TV show or whatever, on one of whatever he was doing before they brought him out of the commentary booth. Uh, but after that, they lost every single game, including blowing the biggest lead in NFL uh, history, which we'll, which we'll get more into when we get into the team breakdowns. But anyway, they didn't give the job to Saturday. They bring in Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Next up is the Cardinals. Less than a year after signing Cliff Kingsbury to a six-year extension, they fired him into the sun after a 4-13 season. Cat. And they take... Like Alderaan, he has been disintegrated. <laughs> Too soon, man. It's only been 45 years or whatever. <laughs> um, and they, they hired the Eagles' other coordinator their defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon will be the new head coach in Arizona next you got the Panthers this is another hilarious contract situation where Matt Rule was hired initially to a seven-year contract and is gone midway through year three out of the seven and they bring in Frank Reich he is in charge of the Panthers now and finally the Denver Broncos this is the, a team to watch. It's it's one. I mean, <laughs> they were a team you wanted to avoid watching if you could last year, but uh, hopefully they're going in a brand new direction now. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson pairing was a disaster right from the start. Didn't get better, and it ended with uh, Hackett getting the hatchet at the end of the season. Really? And they brought in Sean Payton out of the broadcaster booth and back to the sideline to see if he can unlock the old Russell Wilson that we got so used to seeing in Seattle over the years. 
So that is your head coaching update. Moving into the draft. Um, so a year ago, there was only one quarterback taken in the first round and 20th overall. So no high, highly rated QB prospects in 2022. This year, there were three drafted in the first five picks. Them being Bryce Young from Alabama, taken number one overall by the Panthers. C.J. Stroud out of the Ohio State, going number two to the Texans. And then the Colts took Anthony Richardson out of Florida with the fourth overall pick. That was one of the biggest storylines. There were also two dynamic, exciting running backs taken in the first round. First one being Bijan Robinson out of Texas, taken eighth by the Falcons. And then the Lions, in a pretty surprising move, uh, took Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama at 12th overall. But you know what's not surprising? <laughs> what's that, Matt? You know, I had so much hope, maybe, <laughs> that Green Bay was going to, like, get their crap together. But no. Interesting. And maybe get a top rookie wide receiver for their, well, I was going to say new quarterback, their new starting quarterback. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't yeah, it? Their revamped offense that they're putting together. Like, yeah, let's, oh, let's, oh. let's do this. But no. Instead, let's go. Let's go what we've always done. And, like. Let's go with a defensive player. So, uh, <laughs> guess what they did? They took another first-round pick on defense. At this point, I think for the rest of my life, I will never see the Packers draft in an offensive player in the first round. It just doesn't happen. Fun fact uh, that I think you already know. I think it's 12 out of the last 13 years the Packers have not drafted. have drafted on the defensive side of the ball in the first round. And the only pick that was on offense... Mr. Jordan Love, their starting quarterback this year. So yes, they continue doing what they do. I think they're. I think the the thought process there is they know they have a terrible coordinator. He will never get fired for some reason. Maybe if we put enough first round picks on that side of the ball, they'll magic. They'll they'll just ignore him and do their own thing and and, and play. Well, not that we want to get too deep into this, but it's Green Bay. That's what we can't help but talk about. Now with yeah. Rodgers gone, it's going to expose any potential flaws. Well, there's flaws. <laughs> there because if flaws you think be- about it, capers only lasted so long because Rodgers kept them in contention. And when you have a really good offense, like it helps kind of hide some flaws. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, your defense gave up another touchdown. Aaron's just like, well, I guess I got to do this again. Now you have starting not for the first first time, but truly for the first season. Yeah. A newer quarterback, like your defense isn't going to be able to hide behind a potent offense. Right. It's going to be the other way around where you need their whole team to kind of help out the quarterback and take some of the burden off, um, which for is at least these first been. few weeks while he gets his, you know, his wheels going and his feet yep. wet. But like it, this could be what changes in Green Bay now because you can't hide. You don't have a Hall of Fame. We don't know, but as of right now, we he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> this is true as of now. Um, yeah, I should have mentioned it in our intros. We are both Packer fans, so that gets uh, they get a little extra <laughs> discussion on the show compared to what they maybe deserve, <laughs> especially this year. Uh, I'm excited, though. I'm going to say that. I am probably overly optimistic, but... Looking forward to it. I, I I have coined the term cautiously optimistic. I like that. Yep. Um, the other main storyline out of the draft was Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky, 
uh, was expected by many to go in the first round. He was there uh, at the draft in person. The, the camera showed him. It must have been every 10 seconds as he didn't get picked and didn't get picked. And he had to wait. He didn't get picked at all on the first night. Uh, but he was the second pick of the second round when the Titans finally ended his slide down the draft boards. And he will now be battling it out with um, Malik Willis to back up Ryan Tannehill, at least to start the season. Uh, which I don't know if I have more on that in a second or not, but maybe, maybe foreshadowing, maybe not. Uh, yeah, so after the draft, well, I guess it wasn't after the draft chronologically, but some highlights of free agency that also happened this offseason. Tom Brady finally retired for good, question mark. <laughs> I think he's done. It seems like it this time. I know I floated this idea a lot because he retired last year too um but then ended up coming back after just like a few weeks of being quote-unquote retired and uh, i think the only reason he came back is that uh, and played last season was that Schefter broke the news before he could do it himself so i think he's just like screw you i'll play another year just to prove you wrong but he got to do it on his terms got to the playoffs one last time and um yeah seems like he's done this offseason, though, he he became a partial owner of the Raiders and not just in a Rodgers owning the Bears way. Like physical owner. Yes. Which uh, I think I did see stipulated somewhere that that doesn't exclude him from potentially playing for them, too. So <laughs> we still think he's retired at this point. But, uh, the fact that he's a partial owner of a team doesn't mean that he can't play. Um. Another big storyline of this offseason was quarterbacks not changing teams. <clears throat> Daniel Jones signed an extension to stay with the Giants after he cleaned up his act a lot in year one with Brian Dable as head coach. And Lamar Jackson, this, this has been going on for years now, finally reaching an agreement with Baltimore on a long-term deal. After there were trade rumors, contract contracts offered, contracts rejected. Uh, it's been a long process, but they finally do lock him down to stay there um, long term oh and then Justin Herbert not that there was any doubt that he was going to be with the team but the Chargers don't even have to worry about that because after before they even get to his fourth year they sign him to a long-term extension uh, that was just yesterday or today that that news broke um, exciting for them all because it's all because of that one team doctor that stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung <laughs> And fans of Tyrod Taylor in their hearts. Still haunts them to this day. Well, it doesn't really haunt the team because Herbert's a stud, but nobody necessarily knew that uh, going in. It's worked out, though, for everybody, except except for Taylor, of course. The conspiracy theory continues. <laughs> it was an inside job. They all knew. <clears throat> yes. Um, QB's on the move. Most notably, Aaron Rodgers, as we mentioned, if you living under a rock and you're like, what? Jordan loves the starter. Well, this is why the, <laughs> the Jets <laughs> traded for Aaron Rodgers after he came out of his darkness retreat. He um, decided he did want to keep playing football, but not for Green Bay. So they uh, ship him out of town for it was uh, the compensation for Green Bay. It was a first round pick swap in this year's draft. Basically, they just moved up two picks. Um, but the more, more impactful, potentially, is the Packers will get the Jets' 2024 second-round pick, which becomes a first if he plays 65% of snaps this year, which he certainly will, barring injury. 
So likely a first round pick for Green Bay next year. Uh, and he's he's bringing half the Packers offense with him. Uh, Hackett is back in a coordinator role. Now he's in with the Jets. Lazard went there. Uh, Did Cobb, Cobb go? Cobb. Yep. Cobb, even defensive players. Adrian Amos is their safety now. And I'm going to miss him in Green Bay. He was pretty solid. But uh, yeah, so that was the biggest one. Derek so Carr. Are they like now like the 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 New York Packer Jets? Yeah, <laughs> the Green York Packer Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. But <laughs> yeah, that's a good good start. Yeah, we'll workshop it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what they are. The Raiders released Derek Carr, <clears throat> and then he was uh, snapped up by the Saints to a four year deal. And I just put R.I.P. Jameis Winston. You'll you'll also, if you're a first-time listener, you'll also realize that we have um, some random players that we're just attached to for no particular reason. And I don't get it. I never will get it. <laughs> and I feel like Jameis Winston could be a good starting quarterback still, but I just put R.I.P. Jameis because... No, he... <laughs> I still disagree. This is four years, and I disagree. <laughs> hey, remember he threw five touchdowns against the Packers in week one last year before he broke his back and then got benched for Dalton. No, you don't remember. No one remembers because nobody cares. <laughs> Except for me. I care. I care, James. You do, and I don't get it. Jimmy Garoppolo replaces him on, or replaces Carr, that is, on the Raiders. Uh, I feel like the was, Raiders made no change at quarterback, but... Yeah, basically. Uh, pretty much just a lateral move. And, uh, yeah, he'll be their starter. In terms of um, running backs in free agency, uh, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, this is the saga that's dominating most headlines right now is they were both franchise-tagged by their teams, the Raiders and Giants, respectively. Um, instead of well, – actually, this, there's an update on Saquon. Instead of the franchise tag, he's going to play on a, a one-year, like, $11 million deal or something instead of the franchise tag, which I believe opens the door for negotiating a long-term contract throughout the season where that's not an option on the franchise tag. And so isn't I that a little bit more? Isn't the franchise tag for <laughs> RBs around like $10 million or something? It's close to that, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jacobs has not reported to training camp. I think you sent me this uh, headline is that he was seen boarding a plane leaving, leaving Vegas. Sorry. Uh, right, with like no intention to return until they figure it out. Right, but the deadline has passed for them to reach a long-term deal this offseason, so not sure what the plan is there. And it's, um, you know, a lot of running backs around the league are weighing in on this. I, I think it was Austin Eckler who had the quote where like, yeah, I'm going to be pissed if I'm getting paid less than some team's backup receivers. And I think that's totally valid. <laughs> He led. Well, and I think, didn't they have like a massive Zoom call with different running backs from across the league to like talk about the position? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all, a lot of them are, I mean, they've realized that what's happening to running backs is they don't really get those big paydays anymore because teams know they can replace that productivity for the most part with drafted players and cheap veterans and kind of the, the, the time of the featured back is, is kind of over with a few exceptions. And Eckler, speaking of, I, I like the, that he compared himself to backup receivers' salaries because he led the Chargers in receptions last year. He was their leading receiver as a running back and gets paid, you know, far less than those pass catchers. 
and they take just they take more abuse than any other player right. on the field, other than like your your linemen. Yeah, yeah, they're getting hit on like every play. Do you know uh, the, in that quarterback show on Netflix? One of the biggest things they talked about was, uh, or at least in Kirk Cousins, was just how much he was getting hit, and he's banged up all throughout the season, playing through stuff, and and that's that's getting hit on some plays. <laughs> you know, running back takes a hit like that on every single play. You know, um, remember Todd Gurley? Remember how exciting he was? Yep. He's still only. <clears throat> Should I do this math right? 27 years old, and he's done. He's out of the league because his his knees got bad. He just got hurt too much and can't play effectively anymore. It's that's just what it does to the position, which is crazy. So that's a big big talking point around the league right now. In terms of wide receivers and free agency, it wasn't there wasn't a ton of noise. There weren't any really big names on the market. Um, Alan Lazard went to the Jets, like we already mentioned. Oh, I guess this was kind of a big one. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans. That just happened recently. That wasn't even in the initial wave of free agency. Um, and then Odell Beckham Jr. is on the Ravens now. With the potential I saw on Instagram, he posted alluding to this could be his last year in the in the league. Oh, interesting. Didn't see that one. But yeah, it makes sense. He was... Man, it's too bad. Remember, it was in the Super Bowl with the Rams where he tore his ACL, so we missed all of last season because of that. But he actually looked pretty good then, so we'll see what it looks like now, almost a year and a half removed from that injury, but but also getting up there in age at this point. All right, that seems like a good spot to take a quick break, and we'll come back with our preseason preview. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, training camps are underway. We're just eight days away, actually, Matt, from the first preseason game of the season. Of course, the Hall of Fame game taking place this year. Um, well, like every year in Canton, Ohio, this year between the Jets and the Browns. Do you know, I think I saw Darrell Revis is being inducted. Like, I can't believe he's been out of the league long enough. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago he was still playing we're getting to the point that these hall of fame inductees are people we actually remember playing yeah or while watching play oh yes i see what you're saying yes (laughs) i don't know how you got confused there but like oh yeah i remember playing against Darrell Revis. (laughs) yeah i mean he was on an island you know he couldn't couldn't stop me I think that's where I, we took our honeymoon was Rebus Island. <laughs> it's a nice place. Oh, Jesus. Just... <laughs> Let's talk about right. some training camp battles. How about that? Ooh, training camp battles. Interesting. All right. You got any in particular on your mind? Yeah. Who's going to lead this podcast? <laughs> who are the content- who's taking the least amount of stupid pills? <laughs> Wouldn't you want the person who's taking the most stupid pills? <laughs> I mean, anti-stupid pills, you know. Anyway, who's going to – how about this one? (laughs) Let's try this on for size. Who's going to play quarterback for the 49ers this year? Who do you have a vote? Uh, I mean, if I had to guess, I would guess Trey Lance. But I don't know. How about you? I have a feeling it's going to be Purdy. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, if you took away the – Ignore what the team spent to draft them. Purdy uh, 
started the last seven or so games uh, last year after Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo both got injured. And he was undefeated until the playoff game uh, where he got hurt, uh, just like his fellow QBs in the quarterback room there in San Francisco. And he couldn't literally couldn't throw the football anymore. Yeah, if anybody gets a phone call from the Niners to come play quarterback, just send that to voicemail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you're going to get you're going to get smushed. Um, But yeah, Purdy was the very last pick in the draft last year compared to Trey Lance was the third overall pick back in 2021, who they traded so much to get up to that spot so they could take him. But he's only played in three games since then. He sat behind Garoppolo as a rookie, uh, was supposed to start last year, but only played like one and a half games before a season-ending injury. So we haven't seen it, but whereas we have seen this offense function effectively with Purdy and win a lot of games. And I think that's really what the battle is. I don't think it's a battle of talent. It's just like Trey Lance really hasn't had a fair shot versus Purdy's kind of gone out there and put results. Yeah. So now it really does beg the question like, well, do we actually see if Trey Lance is worth all that we paid for? Or do we go kind of with somebody who's in a sense proven that they can get the team behind them and win. I mean, both quarterbacks have a lot of help from the team overall, so it's not a bad choice, but I'm a believer in what results have been there. And until Purdy either struggles or gets hurt, you know, I don't know. I don't get paid to make those decisions. (laughs) Well, the way the, uh, yeah, since you bring that up, that's a good point. The way the quarterback position has been, Afflicted by injuries in this with this team the last few years. Maybe we'll see both of them at some point in the season. Oh, I'm sure of it. In, in theory, Trey Lance, uh, well, not in theory. It's it's true, objectively true that Trey Lance is much more of a dynamic, like dual threat kind of athlete than Brock Purdy. But that doesn't mean he's a better quarterback for this team, especially in this Kyle Shanahan offensive system that's so quarterback friendly. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I saw the 49ers are like have like the 10th highest. Super Bowl odds, and we don't even know who their quarterback is, which says a lot about the, the rest of the team around him. Whoever it is is going to be in a great position um, to succeed. Also, Sam Darnold is there, but I don't think we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, I, I guess these are kind of in order of at least at least that first one. I, that's the most fascinating thing to me. Like, you know, I just can't wait for the preseason games where you see who they put in first. Or I guess they'll probably both get a game with the first team offense. But, man, that's going to be fun to watch how they both look. Like, it's the one of those situations, whoever they settle on, they've kind of got to ride for a while because you can't just after one week then decide to make a change. Right, yeah. <laughs> Another interesting uh, quarterback question. I would say the Colts have a decision to make with their – with Anthony Richardson, who they drafted fourth overall, versus Gardner Minshew, who they brought in in free agency. Minshew magic. I know. This is another guy that I, I don't think I'm alone in this, that I'm randomly obsessed with. Because uh, he, was, he was pretty okay as a starter in Jacksonville a couple years ago. He looked okay that one game he had to play in Philly last year when Hurts was hurt. And um, now he's here, especially with the guy that they took. Richardson, viewed by most analysts, is the most kind of raw prospect who's going to need the most time to develop uh, and barely played. I think it was only one season in college. So he's he's got, you know, unparalleled physical traits, especially compared to Minshew, who can't, you know, he's 
more just like a pocket passer. And a great backup. I think Minshew is a very capable backup, and he has starting experience. So to me, it, it would make sense to at least start the year with Minshew and then kind of progress you know. from there, depending on how everything plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they just throw the rookie into the fire. But um, that'll be an ex- interesting one. Uh, I didn't want to only talk about quarterbacks, so I put Dolphins running back on here. They've got Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, who were there from last year. And then they drafted Devin A-Chain, I think is how you say that. And then this will get even more interesting if they sign Delvin Cook, who's still out there as a free agent. But um, Mostert and Wilson both played with uh, – oh, shoot, what's his name? What's the coach's name? Mike Mc. Mike McDaniel? McDaniel. I was going to say McDonald. Yeah, it's like, that's not right. I mean, close enough. <laughs> like, Ronald McDonald. And uh, they were both with him in San Francisco. I can tell you for a fact that one's wrong. <laughs> and they were both with the team last year, but uh, they both had injury problems. And um, especially Mostert, since getting up there in age two. And it's just a position where they, uh, that is going to have a rotation of guys either way. So it's just. The question of how much does the rookie get into the mix and do they go out and sign? Because besides Dalvin Cook, there's still guys out there like Leonard Fournette. Um, more that I can't think of right now. <laughs> there's like plenty of veteran running backs that don't even have a team right now. So that'll be one to keep an eye on. The Titans also have an interesting quarterback decision to make with the aging, I guess you would say, aging Ryan Tannehill. He's 35. Actually, his birthday's tomorrow, so happy birthday, Ryan Tannehill. Hope you don't lose it. Hope you keep your job. Um, <laughs> but the Titans have been clearly trying to look to the future. Uh, they've drafted a quarterback in each of the past two years. Malik Willis in the third round last year, and now Will Levis at the top of the second round. Uh, I thought I saw, like, trade or even cut rumors related regarding Tannehill this offseason. I saw something early on that kind of floated around, but then it kind of got quieted down or it got lost in the shuffle. Right, and he's still with the team now and presumably will be the week one starter, I assume. But uh, what if these guys, one of these guys comes out and just like balls out in camp and preseason? Would they have a decision to make to just, the future is now. Okay, a couple more quarterbacks here. And, and, yeah, I had to put the Packers. Jordan Love versus the haters. Yeah, right? Can't wait to. Uh, and I'm absolutely going to do this, to watch and overanalyze every single preseason snap we see out of him. Because it'll be the most we've seen, you know, and over his the past several years. We got that one game against Kansas City in the COVID year where Rodgers missed. And then there was one half of a game last year against the Eagles when the, you know, the game was already lost. It was a blowout. Rogers left with an injury and that's it. That's all we've had to go on besides, you know, preseasons past, but, but this time at least we'll get to see him with the first team offense, a very young core of wide receiver talent at this point. They've got two second year players and, in, in Dobbs and Liz, or not Lazard uh, Watson, Christian Watson, and then they drafted another uh, receiver in this year's draft. So there's really no established veteran receivers or tight ends. They drafted two tight ends as well. So it's an incredibly young set of skill position players 
and I think all we can really hope for out of this is just some semblance of hope. I don't expect a lot, but even if we could win just over 50% of games, I'd be happy yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you just want to see him develop throughout the season and, and show some improvement. I'm very excited. Bucks quarterback is kind of interesting with Brady gone. They brought in Baker Mayfield on a one-year contract. Uh, he looked okay at times with the he, he was in Carolina to start the season and then finished it with the Rams, where he at least had that one incredible moment with the game-winning touchdown. I believe it was against I don't know who it was against, but it was in his first game with the Rams after he'd been there less than 48 hours, and he looked pretty solid at that game-winning drive touchdown on like the last play of the game. Um, that was exciting. We'll see what he's got <clears throat> left or, or what he can do. And his competition will be Kyle Trask, who was a second-round pick by the Buccaneers back in 2021. So he's coming into, what, his third season? He spent two years behind the GOAT himself. So we'll see uh, <clears throat> see what he's learned. And they've got a good set of pass catchers there with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, it's, a, it's a deep group, too. Russell Gage, I think, is their number three. So there, there's a lot to work with. Rumor has it, though, oh. <laughs> Carson Wentz has been working out oh. in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> Just hoping, just hoping someone sees him. <laughs> Dude, you're not relevant anymore. Go away. Yeah, I don't I don't expect that to amount to anything. I just saw that headline and I was like, oh boy, here we go again. Just retire. It's over. And then, you know, all that's kind of exciting. But the main thing I want to know this preseason is will the Ravens continue <laughs> Their streak of 23 consecutive preseason wins. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens have not lost a preseason game since 2015. I mean, the <laughs> science says yes. It's completely meaningless, but just fascinating. Just how how is this possible? Because pre, okay, for fans, preseason doesn't matter. Because it's great they've won 23 games in the preseason, but how about you actually put that on the field when those games count? (laughs) I don't know. That's just me. Interesting. Interesting theory. So you're saying it's better to win games in, like, the regular season? I mean, I'm not an expert analysis. I'm no, you know, Adam Scheffler or anything like that, but... (laughs) from a coaching perspective i think i would keep my job if i won regular season games and use preseason to kind of determine who my 53 man roster is going to be Mm. okay at least you know shuffle around the cards a little bit maybe you Uh know instead of my second string receiver i'm going to move you up to you know my slot guy because i feel like that's where you're going to work or if I have two quarterbacks, like maybe I'm going with quarterback B because, you know, you seem to be playing well against these defenses. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, this is mostly a joke, but I am just just fascinated to see if this can somehow continue just because it's so unlikely. I mean, the it's a matter of not if, but when, right? Like it's going to happen, but it's. 
incredible, like 23-game win streak. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe they'll just win every preseason game from now until the end of time. And never make it back to the Super Bowl until Joe Flacco comes out of retirement. (laughs) Uh, Did he retire? He was on the Jets. I don't know. He's, like, so not relevant anymore that... (laughs) If you say so. All right. That seems like a good note to end on. Nice. But it is great to be back. Uh, Matt, are you tired of me yet? I am exhausted. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, then let's plan on doing this same time, same place next week. Oh, boy. Next time we'll uh, get into our team breakdowns, going division by division. And we are going to start in the AFC South. So stay tuned for that, and um, yeah, good to be back. I'm excited. It's almost football time. We will talk to you soon. Catch you guys back here next week. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron